Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. So many parents write in and they ask me all the time about sleep issues for their child because we know how common it is for everyone, really, even adults to have trouble sleeping today. And there are multiple things that are tied into it. Uh, but for our kids with autism, especially, there are a few factors that I really wanted to cover in today's episode. So I'm going to focus today's uh, show around how to improve sleep that's tied to candida-induced hypoglycemia. This is really interesting uh, because our blood sugar drops in the middle of the night when we're sleeping because we're fasting. Basically, we're going long periods of time without eating, and this can cause a lot of uh, problems with our blood sugar imbalance and our brain's need for that glucose it's not getting. So I'm going to explain more about this, and I'm going to go through and kind of give a little bit of education and background, and then I'll give you some, some tips and tricks that can be helpful in making this uh, your, your life and your child's life a lot easier and helping to improve their sleep through it. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about hypoglycemia. Uh, hypoglycemia, it's really, really hard on the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands are the glands of our body that promote our, uh, help our stress. They, they're our stress hormones, uh, our stress glands. And 
it's a challenge during the day to keep it in balance, but it's also really hard hard on our system at night. So during sleep, candida will feed on the blood sugar and this, this stresses the body and then the brain and your glucose levels are lowered significantly. Your brain relies on the right amount of glucose to function properly. And therefore the stress during sleep overworks the adrenal glands due to this imbalance in blood sugar. And when the adrenals become fatigued, it also creates an imbalance in your thyroid gland. So this is where some people end up with a, a low thyroid uh, issue, uh, weight gain, fatigue, things like that. And you might think, well, how did I end up with a thyroid issue? It usually comes from stress on the adrenals, from too much stress in your life um, that has overtaxed the adrenals. So when cortisol releases, when cortisol uh, release becomes dysregulated by the adrenal glands, it can result in adrenal fatigue. So the adrenals will then often release too much cortisol. Now, a very common symptom of this is waking at night, usually about 3 a.m. It's very common, somewhere between 1 and 3 a.m., that you would, you would uh, wake up and be maybe even wide awake, as if you, you know, kind of were wired. You might even feel hyperactive a little bit. And that's usually what this is from. So when that blood sugar drops, it causes this low glucose levels in the brain. And then the brain's energy supply becomes really low. So this causes the brain to secrete toxins such as glutamate. And the result is a lot of negative behavior and miswiring of the brain. So this is really an especially disruptive when the brain is developing in children and also causes adrenal problems for them. So right away at an early age, this can, can, can be happening. They could even have, um, have had some issues. We're going to talk about candida here in a minute, uh, but that the candida could also have come um, from, uh, they got it, your child could get it from mom in utero. And that's really common too. So a couple of symptoms you might notice in your child um, with these issues is hyperactivity, uh, an inability to handle emotions, and aggressive behaviors uh, are really common symptoms. And an imbalance of adrenal hormones can impair the body's ability to grow and recover from illness and, and any injuries. They might be slow to recover from things. And the imbalance also disrupts the body's ability to build and utilize protein or perform what is called protein synthesis, the utilization of that protein. This is really important because protein synthesis is very a very common issue uh, and problem in children with autism. So um, we'll talk a little bit now about leaky gut kind of tied in with candida. So yeast or candida, they can attach themselves to the walls of the intestines and they create holes that allow undigested food and other toxins to enter into the bloodstream. This is known as leaky gut. There are literally holes in the lining of the gut and it's essential to protect the gut and keep it healthy since it's the main source of our immune system. It, over 80% of the immune system it is uh, made from the gut and it filters out the toxins from our environment, including these foods. So antibody producing cells line the intestines and they secrete a substance called immunoglobulin A or IgA. Uh, IgA protects the lining of the intestines by preventing bacteria from binding to it. 
So this prevents the bacteria from passing through the intestinal wall and entering the bloodstream. And candida weakens the IgA production. So you can see we're getting leaky gut and we're losing our immune system strength and protection of the bacterial wall, which again is filtering out a lot of toxins. Um, beware of, of course, don't ever use any non-steroidal, non-inflammatory medications, NSAIDs, they call them like aspirins or amphetamines. Um, they're also known to weaken the gut. Cow's milk should also be avoided or minimized since it's known to promote leaky gut. Gluten is also highly inflammatory and, uh, and will cause a lot of leaky gut issues. In fact, I'll link in today's show notes uh, to my free download of the top seven foods to avoid that create inflammation and contribute to uh, a lot of health issues in, especially in children with autism. And that link will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. Just the number seven and foods with no spaces because that guide will explain not only what those seven foods are, they're kind of the top seven foods to avoid. There are more, but those are the ones to start with because the transition can be a, a slow process to get through, but you want to heal up this leaky gut for all of these reasons that, that we're talking about today. Um, if any foods in the bloodstream, um, if any food gets into the bloodstream intact, meaning it's gone through the leaky gut, the holes, and into the bloodstream without being digested, then it can be very, very toxic to the entire system and especially the brain. So this lowers resistance to infections and it leaves us far more vulnerable to, and greater with a greater susceptibility to food intolerances. And you might notice that your child's developing allergies to more things all the time. That's because the immune system sees these undigested foods coming through and says, oh, toxic agent. Let's put out some antibodies and fight this thing whenever we see it. So the next time your child eats that food, now they've, they've developed an allergy to it. And the good news is these can be eliminated through natural allergy elimination. Once the leaky gut and the toxins and all this are cleared up, um, there is a, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that you can do naturally to help. Um, so anyway, these are things that we see very commonly in children with autism Immune reactions of this type cause the body to be in a continual fight for health. And when the immune system is constantly in the on position, it can become very depleted. It gets really weak. It's a, like it's exhausted and it leaves us even more vulnerable to more infections, diseases, and autoimmune illnesses. It also depletes the body's serotonin levels. Now, Serotonin is the king of neurotransmitters. 95% of serotonin is made in the gut. Now, serotonin is a brain messenger uh, that will help the brain know to regulate things like mood, sleep, and appetite. So uh, low serotonin levels are very common in children with autism, and they can contribute to issues. Again, symptoms you might notice are like anxiousness, depression and sleep disorders as well, because sleep disorders are very, very common um, because one of the things serotonin does is it builds melatonin, which is our brains, uh, the trigger that says, okay, it's time to sleep or it's time to wake up or helps us sleep. So melatonin can be very, very commonly depleted when we are depleted of serotonin. Again, this is all stemming from the gut. So 
uh, I don't like to get too sciencey on you, but I think it's so important to educate you on the background of the why, because then you understand and you're really even more empowered to, to make the changes to get your child's gut healthier. Because um, I know that that uh, picky eating and food transition issue can be hard. The seven foods guide will help. It, it can just be the, the top key pieces to start working with to start that transition. And that that's kind of like step one. So, um, but uh, th there is a lot more to this. And I just want to say that I'm going to be doing a free three hour live masterclass soon where I go through all of the stages of autism recovery. And if you're interested in that, uh, you can get the link, the link to registration, which we have opened is naturally recovering autism.com forward slash masterclass. So if you're listening to this live or in the weeks ahead of it, uh, registration is available to you. And again, that's free. And I'll be walking through everything to help you uh, get as educated as possible so that you can really, really help your child get the optimum results for their best life. So some examples of illnesses that can be caused by candida or larger molecules of food passing through the gut and it's lining um, undigested are things like rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, food allergies, celiac disease, cystic fibrosis, skin disorders like eczema, uh, pancreatic dysfunction, and this, which also reduces the body's ability to produce enough enzymes needed for digestion of food and for many other necessary cellular reactions. Stress is a big trigger. Too many sugars, including bad carbohydrates, fruit, you can't load up even on fruit, processed foods, alcohol, they can all repopulate the bad bacteria. So they weaken us, those things. And you've got to remember that even if it's gluten-free, it does not mean it's good for you. The processed carbohydrates will turn to sugars in the body and they feed these bad bacteria and keep the inflammation there. Uh, so some other helpful um, tips are, I always say kind of when in doubt, think keto, just because a lot of those foods are not inflammatory. So if you can use things like almond flour or coconut flour as substitutes for wheat flour, wheat flour, and most of those are one-to-one -one ratios in a recipe. So just be mindful of that. Just because it's gluten-free does not mean it's good for you. You don't want a bunch of tapioca flour and potato flour and all those white bad starches that just turn to sugar in your body or your child's body. Um, you know, cause this, what happens is people work on things with candida and they think, oh, you know, everything's getting under control and they start going back to eating a lot of the bad foods. And then, um, the candida will come right back. Um, candida is, it can be months and months of a process to really balance out, but it is worth it in the long run. Uh, so once the gut, the holes in the gut heal, the parasites are eradicated. It's another issue. You really have to uh, make sure you've got uh, parasites under control. They're very common in children with autism, very commonly missed in most tests. Um, one of the co-infections I'll cover in the masterclass, um, but that's a big deal too. And they really can damage the lining in the gut. They'll also eat up the food, the nutrition from the food your child is eating or you're eating if you've got them. So they have to be eradicated and properly, not just with the high, high doses of antibiotics and one time and that's it they lay eggs, they will come back. You've got to take care of it. The good bacteria must really also be restored back to balance. Once you've got the candida, you know, kind of 
balanced itself, then you want to bring in more of the good uh, bacteria and balance that out. So the person's susceptibility to these issues really can diminish. If um, parasites are, are detected, the candida diet will help to eradicate many of these pathogenic bacteria, but remember that the parasite issue must still be addressed separately. So let's talk again about um, hypoglycemia or low, low blood sugar can really trigger a lot of unhealthy reactions in our body. Excess insulin secretion can contribute to many severe disorders, like allergies, asthma, alcoholism, cancer, heart disease, chronic fatigue, depression, diabetes, and a lot more. And again, we started out talking about sleep, but I think it's important to know that keeping your blood sugar balance is really, really important. We just talk about um, parasites and leaky gut here and how they're, they've contributed to hypoglycemia and low blood sugar. Um, also, uh, that hypoglycemia causes stress on the body and reacts by triggering the adrenal glands to release the stress hormone cortisol. And then the stress hormone rises and registers stress to the brain. So insomnia can be associated with this at night as your body begins to have more trouble going longer periods of time without food to keep the blood sugar balanced. The remedy is to restoring blood sugar back to, to balance is to eat. The thing is to make the ch best choices with foods would be a healthy snack or meal, including protein uh, or you know, maybe a plant-based carbohydrate. Again, not, none of the bad stuff complex or plant-based carbohydrates, such as whole grains, which I'm not actually a fan of, of, of grains very much, but vegetables and a little tiny bit of fruit, not too much. Um, they won't affect the body in the same way as refined carbohydrates, real sugar, pasta, cookies, and crackers. Now, remember that grains are a carbohydrate again. So I, I do try to avoid those as well. Um, but, um, that, uh, they just don't break down well in the body and they did do become sugar. Wheat breaks down into sugar faster than other grains. It should really just be avoided anyway for all of its genetically modified principles. It's got up to 90% more gluten in it today than it did when our grandparents were children because of the farming. It's got glyphosate in it, which is Roundup weed killers sprayed on it before they, um, uh, before they harvest the crop. So we're eating Roundup if you're eating gluten and that will literally destroy the gut. Um, very, very toxic, um, lawsuits have been, uh, won now against it for lymphoma. So very important to know all of these pieces behind why you're going to do why, why you do the things you do for yourself and your child, why it's important to eat these this way and know these things. Um, the same thing with the wrong fruit or too much fruit can really just cause the same response as sugar because you can't overload it. Fruit has fructose in it. It's a lot of sugar. Um, berries are a better choice. And again, a very small amount, um, but berries have, uh, have, uh, fiber in them and the fiber helps to slow down the absorption of the sugar. So, uh, in the fruit, so that, that can be helpful to know. Um, I personally carry almonds around with me or macadamia nuts. They're my, they're my kind of go-tos. I carry them around with me most of the time. So I have a healthy snack to eat because, Nuts are really helpful. They have both protein and some of the good fats. Again, good fats, um, you know, are coconut oil, olive oil. Um, a lot of nuts uh, have the good fats in them as well, walnuts. 
but you want to avoid the bad fats like vegetable oils and uh, canola oil and safflower and all of those things. Um, but that's important too, but uh, good oils and protein mixed together. And that's why some of the good nuts, not peanuts, peanuts are not a nut and they're, they're inflammatory. They contain molds. Um, they're just not really good for you at all. But other nuts, um, again, are uh, many of them can be very, very good uh, as a snack to carry around. Um, and um, we're talking about, you know, certain foods, you know, you've got to eliminate certain things for multiple months if you're really on a candida diet and you're balancing. And then you can go back to having, you know, a little bit more leeway with your diet. But I always find it it's important to just stick with eating healthy all the time. It people get very emotional about their food. I, and I understand that you grew up a certain way. You have a certain mindset around certain foods. Um, I have parents writing, Karen, how can my child survive without these carbohydrates? And the human body was really not meant to have these process, any of these processed carbohydrates. Um, we get plenty of them from, you know, vegetables and other things that we can eat that we need. Um, but first of all, and foremost, we've got to balance out any bad bacteria we might have in the gut. So this again is step one, be sure to get my seven foods guide. I will link to it in the show notes today, which will be at naturally recovering autism.com forward slash one, three, three, because this is show number one thirty three. So again, to reiterate, eliminating things, of course, like soda and juice, juice is, uh, is a, is a fruit that's been already ground up. So your body doesn't even have to chew on it to process it or break it down. It's like drinking straight sugar water, refined sugars and carbohydrates, reduce fructose in your diet, which is from fruit avoid. Of course, high fructose corn syrup is horrible. Uh, read your labels, increase your amounts of good oils again, like coconut, olive, and avocado, Get enough protein from whole food sources like nuts and seeds and eggs, grass-fed meat, organic poultry, raw vegetables, if they're tolerated by digestion. Um, when our kids' guts are healing and it, the fiber in vegetables is needed, but too much fiber can be really uh, cause a lot of uh, abdominal pain and, and distress to digestion. So it's good to just partially or, or, or in the beginning, go ahead and steam the vegetables and get and start giving them just small amounts. Even a tablespoon or two is plenty because um, again, they have trouble digesting the fiber when the gut's not working well. So you just want to do that slowly as you're, you're uh, working the, your way up to giving them more and um, steaming it versus raw. Um, normally, you know, raw is great. It leaves all of the enzymes intact, et cetera, but par steaming or steaming is going to be easier for your child to digest, especially in the earlier stages of gut healing. Um, make sure that, um, you know, of course we talked about additional contributors can be gluten allergies, which most of our kids, most of us have these days. Um, staying away from all of the sodas and chips and processed foods, things are sprayed with pesticides, grown with antibiotics and hormones. You want to avoid all of those things. Uh, we already talked about fructose promoting insulin resistance and fat storage. This can be dangerous to your health. Be sure to avoid foods high in fructose, especially high fructose corn syrup. It's really, really hard on your system. And they've even found some traces of mercury in it as well some supplements that are helpful 
to balance blood sugar and can assist a little bit in diabetes prevention are to make sure, first of all, that you have adequate vitamin D levels. That's vitamin D3, which is the most bioabsorbable form. And it's also vitamin D3 is the best antiviral uh, supplement there is. So you're looking at antibacterial and antiviral and something that we need, and we're almost all deficient in it. In fact, um, uh, one of the leading researchers in vitamin D, which is Dr. Michael Hollick, he found that children who receive vitamin D supplements from the age of one and on had an 80% decreased risk of developing type one diabetes. So this is really interesting to understand how much vitamin D3 affects helps you, you know, with the, the, you know, the pandemic issue, it's helpful for fighting any, uh, our body fighting off any viruses. It is helpful for a multitude of brain functioning, uh, and of course, um, helping to balance. So the blood sugar, omega-3 fatty acids, very, very important, high quality ones. I'll link to a show that I did specifically on omega-3 fatty acids. Um, they are brain, uh, they help our brain function. They help protect the brain. And uh, they also help to balance out um, blood sugar because they naturally activate. There are these specific cell receptors and gene activation that they, that affect blood glucose levels. And the medical industry uses drugs to activate these proteins for the pre prevention and treatment of things like diabetes. But DHA, which is one of the components in omega-3 fatty acids, is an effective and natural safe way to do this. Berberine is another one. It balances blood sugar, increases good gut bacteria, gut function, and metabolism. And also magnesium. Low levels of magnesium can cause leptin and insulin resistance. And magnesium is another one that many of us are very deficient in. With a child with autism, you want to start out with very, very, very small amounts of magnesium only because if they have a sulfation issue, which I will link to in today's show notes as well, I've done an interview with an expert, uh, Stephanie Seneff in the past, who is an amazing doctor um, and uh, just a, a wealth of information. Uh, we talked about sulfation. Now, basically it's kind of like methylation, which you have probably heard the term if you're a parent of children with autism, MTHFR gene mutation, methylation. It basically means that the detox pathways are not working well. And um, before we put uh, a sulfur component in there like magnesium, we want to make sure that our children are, are stable on it. It's really needed. It's, it's kind of one of those catch 22s. We really, really need it. But if we take it, uh, if, if we know, if we give it to our child and we notice um, hyperactivity, um, they get really wired and wound up, then you know that first of all, give far less or work on their, um, their detox, detox detoxification a little bit more um, before adding some in, um, chromium picolinate is a mineral that is helpful in balancing blood glucose levels, reducing hunger cravings and improves the metabolism of carbohydrates. It can be extremely helpful with sugar, sugar cravings. It's helpful in balancing, um, blood sugar levels and fighting off the, the 
those later afternoon cravings, especially, uh, we do have a blood sugar drop usually around 4 PM. So, uh, it can be really helpful in the afternoon to take something like chromium and studies have found that about 500 milligrams twice a day reduces blood sugar in adults and children may be needing about half that. Uh, taken in the afternoon is very helpful again because of that. We have that great, our greatest decline in blood glucose levels. And chromium deficiency is also related to type 2 diabetes. Now, just a caveat as beneficial as chromium picoline is in keeping blood sugar in balance, it's wise to regulate the dosage because too much of it can be hard on the liver. So, again, small amounts again are, are, are good, too much can be a little heavy. Um, always good to start out with low, slow increments of anything anyway, and slowly titrating up, uh, CoQ10, one of my favorite supplements, um, helpful with mitochondrial issues and so many other things also helps decrease blood glucose levels. Um, and studies are shown by over 30%. It also increases metabolism, increases energy. It's an antioxidant and it increases the level of glutathione inside of cells, which glutathione is our master antioxidant. And it helps uh, the ATP, which is the energy into the cells, which is, which is what causes mitochondrial issues. And I will, I will link to a show that I did on mitochondria in case you haven't heard it. Very important and very common with children with autism. Um, so that would be CoQ10 or ubiquinol, which is the high, more highly potent absorbable form of CoQ10. Um, zinc is also helpful and another, another, uh, mineral supplement that is very commonly, um, depleted in children with autism. Um, and as far as some foods, um, cinnamon is great for helping balance the blood sugar and, and curbing the appetite. Um, uh, you can even get cinnamon essential oils, but if you just sprinkle a little bit of organic, uh, cinnamon into, you know, your tea or into a smoothie or anything like that just having a little bit of cinnamon in there can also be very helpful. Um, and peppermint is good as well. Peppermint is helpful for those, those things too. So again, reiterating protein is a great choice because it's low on the glycemic index. So when we eat protein, it takes a longer time for our body to break it down. The higher nutrient content combined with the low glycemic index will also assist in satiation, keeping us hungry or full longer and especially if you eat a uh, high quality, again, organic protein, uh, with a good fat, it really helps to, um, slow down that digestion, but in a good way, we absorb more of the nutrients and we also will stay full longer. Our body will be, will be fed by a source of food. It can actually utilize because it takes so much longer to digest that way. And this keeps us feeling full a lot longer and then it doesn't have a negative effect, negative impact on blood sugar. It is vital to feed your children small amounts of protein, protein throughout the day to minimize the body's craving for those carbohydrates, which is the very food that converts into sugar and feeds to candida. Foods higher on the glycemic, glycemic index also have a greater likelihood of creating hypoglycemia, and then a sugar crash with the loss of all, all of the energy within an hour or two after the consumption, because we don't want, we don't want to use uh, protein in excess, like flooding their body with it, you know, but 
having small, because that can be a little hard on the liver, but small amounts spread out the day. Like I said, some nuts here and there, celery with almond butter on it, uh, a small slice of apple with almond butter on it. Um, anything's like, thing like that. In fact, let's get back to um, sleeping in nighttime. So helping to balance blood sugar to uh, during your sleep um, is a way to exper experiment feeding your child a snack at bedtime, like one that has a little bit of protein and good fat, like I mentioned, even a handful, small handful of nuts, maybe a little tiny bit of carbohydrate um, or a little bit of a healthy protein bar, almond butter on a little tiny slice of apple. We don't want too much sugar from the fruit, but a little bit. Um, give a snack again, if your child wakes up in the middle of the night like this, because, uh, what's happening is that almost every child on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum has candida overgrowth, and it's often been picked up by mom in utero. And it's a major contributor to the development of autism. These candida disrupt the gut so, in so many ways that they cause all the inflammation that causes many of the things we've talked about, low serotonin. Uh, inflammation in the brain, weak immune systems, all of these things, right? And there are other contributors that go with this, but this is a big, big contributor. So we've got to get in balance. What happens is candida will eat the sugar in the blood at night when you're sleeping. Then the brain doesn't have enough food, blood sugar to feed the brain. And when the brain gets hungry, it signals the adrenals to tell the liver to release more glucose into the blood. But because they've had to do this since birth, you, since your child's body has been doing this forever, they've become, the adrenals have become worn out and fatigued and they can't do this efficiently. So the brain stays hungry. And as it needs food, it wakes you, wakes you or your child up to try to get some. So it wants you to eat. So it's waking you up to stimulate you to eat because it's so low in glucose and it's, it's desperate for it. So this little bit of snacking before bed, or even in the middle of the night, if you have to, again, the healthy choices that I talked about, um, will help to provide the additional glucose that the brain needs. The protein and fat slow down the digestive process so that the glucose doesn't all hit at once and it'll last a much longer time. As, as I mentioned, the slower digestion. Um, so this snacking can help improve sleep and, um, and it can help improve your sleep as well as your child. So um, if you're having these issues, you might want to try this for yourself as well. There's also an elixir that I, uh, I use that uh, I've had great success with called Restful Sleep Elixir. And I will link to that as well in the show notes, which again, will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 133. And again, if you haven't gotten my seven foods guide, I will link to that in the show notes, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods is the link, but it will be on the show notes. And please, please join me for my upcoming live free three hour online virtual masterclass for the autism recovery. And what we're going to go through are the four stages that are necessary for optimal results. Here, we've covered a lot of stage one, which is healing the gut and why, but there is more to do. And if you want the best results for your child, please, please join me. Um, the link for the masterclass registration is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass, all one word. And um, 
Everything again will be uh, on the show notes for today's show at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 133. Thank you so much for being here, for listening and being a proactive parent and for all you're doing for yourself and your child, because you need support as well. And I'm happy to be able to share these resources with you and help to make your life and uh, your child's life uh, as the best that they can be, because that's what it's really about is having quality of life and improving everybody's life to the best it can. So take care. And I look forward to seeing you soon.